Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Perfectly Perfect Live. I am Trainee Sharp. I am your host for tonight, as always. It's a pleasure to be back before you, my viewers that are on Instagram and on Facebook Live. Welcome back. I pray that God has been doing some marvelous things for you in this new year that we are in, in 2021. God is so faithful. God is so sovereign. God is still in control. I'm excited about the wonderful things that God is doing, especially in my life. And I know that I'm not the only person that God has been doing miraculous things um, in, my, in their lives. So I'm excited. And we just need to make sure that we are not so focused as believers that we are not so focused on what's happening out there in the world that we forget how great God 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 is. Excuse me. That we forget that He's been faithful. That we forget that He has provided for us. That He has sustained us. That He has kept us all along this pandemic. So let's not be so focused on the negative things that we forget that God is who He is, and He will never change. He will always be consistent. He will always remain the same. Just to have a spirit of thanksgiving, a spirit of um just joy, because we are we are the ones that are setting the um the bar we are the ones that are set apart we are the ones that are showing the world how we can have peace how we can have joy in the middle of all of this chaos so that's just a little plug-in that i just felt the holy spirit um wanted me to say there but i thank you guys so much for tuning in for another live podcast of imperfectly perfect live um i'm going to get into quickly a quick review of what we went over last week um in last week's podcast um, but before I do that, I am going to say a word of prayer to invite the Holy Spirit in. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, God, for your love. We thank you, God, for your peace. We thank you for your joy. We most importantly thank you, God, for your presence, God, that is always, always here. That, God, we invite you, God, to come, God, into, that, God, the atmosphere in the mighty name of Jesus, wherever we are, whether we're at home, whether we're at work, God, whether we're on our cars driving, wherever we are, Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would just move heavily, God, throughout tonight, God. Give us the strategies, God. Give us, God, the way that we should go. God, order our steps in the mighty name of Jesus. God, as just you were moved through me, dear Father, God, as your humble vessel, God, I count, count it a privilege and an honor that you chose to use me for such a time as this to speak your word, God, and be encouraging and empowering to your people. The Holy Spirit have your way. In Jesus' awesome name I pray. Amen. All right. All right. So, Let's go over quickly what we talked about last week. Our topic was self-sabotage, self-sabotage. And my God, like it, that last week really was like, I want to say it really blessed me. And I mean, I was the one that was leading it, but it really blessed me to be able to, um, to talk about self-sabotage because that is something that I have struggled with for years. So to be able to be um, helpful to you guys and just share with you what God was uh, sharing with me to be beneficial for me, that was definitely, um, hi, Kita, hey, Sissy. Um, definitely something that I was excited about um, to just go over quickly. Uh, we talked about signs of self-sabotage. Signs of self-sabotage, of, uh, three of them that I want to go over quickly is that you have lack of commitment, that there's always something to, whether it's your relationship, your job, um, anything, committing to an outfit, committing to uh, choosing a meal. I mean, it's just different signs. And I know it seems simple to some people, but that is a lack of commitment. 
Um, number two, talk negative about yourself. There's always, anytime somebody's giving you a compliment, you always find some way, form or fashion to uh, talk negative about yourself or anything that God is doing in your life that you did, you just can't get your mind wrapped around it. Why that I you know you think that you don't deserve it. You think that why, why do they like me? Why do they want to, um, why do they want to be around me? You just always question God's goodness in your life. You always question why God chose you. Number three, downplaying your accomplishments, abilities. Anytime you know that you have are gifted and you're talented and you know, every time somebody, oh yeah, you're so dope at this. And you know, you're a great filmmaker, you're a great singer. And you're like, oh no, like you, you, you're always downplaying the God-given abilities and talents that God has given you. And that is a sign of self-sabotage. So that was just three of them. I think I went over last week. It was a good nine of nine or 10 of them. So that's just a few just um, to reiterate again. Um, then we also talked about self-sabotage remedies. Um, three of them I just want to uh, go over quickly is that number one, in order to um, to uh, stop from being a self-sabotager, <laughs> you have to first and foremost surrender yourself to God. You have to surrender yourself to God because when we surrender ourselves to God, it means we are giving God our complete and utter control. So anytime God tells us to do something, we're doing it. Anytime God says that we can, we actually believe that we can. So that means that there is no room for any negativity. There is no room for us constantly downplaying who we are and who God created us to be. Um, number two, commit to at least one thing and see it through. Commit to at least one thing and see it through. A lot of times when we struggle with commitment, is a lot of times that we're going to get a little bit um, into that tonight as well, is that we, uh, if you have a lack of commitment uh, and then all of a sudden you want to get right and then you just want to just start doing all this stuff and then it's just like, then you fall off because it gets overwhelming for you because it, it seems like it's too much for you to handle. But if you just take baby steps and just try to get at least one thing done and then see it through, then then it will start a pattern for you to get on the right track. Um, so that means having a consistent prayer life, daily devotional, reading the word of God every single day, starting a habit of reading God's word and being in God's face, starting your day off of prayer, ending your day off of prayer. Those are really important matters to have, really important uh, practices to add in your daily walk with Christ. Um, number three, create smart goals, create smart goals. And just uh, to go over it quickly, smart goals are having specific goals. Make sure they're specific, making sure they are measurable making sure they are achievable, making sure they are realistic. Because sometimes we set goals and God is like, that is not even realistic. And then making sure that you put a time base, put a timeline for this thing. So those are just some um, things that I talked about um, last week. Um, in our podcast, which was titled Self-Sabotage. If you did not get a chance to watch last week's podcast, you can go on I Am Perfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page. Um, and then you can also go on our Instagram page and you can uh, watch last week's podcast. We also are on um, any podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and um, uh, Spotify. Yes. So uh, let's get into tonight's topic. Uh, which is kind of piggybacking off of last week. 
And God was just going into more detail about what he's trying to do for us in 2021 and for us to be intentional about our growth, for us to be intentional about actually doing things and actually completing things uh, that God has assigned us to do. Uh, we have to strategize. We have to strategize. And God was telling me this and I was talking to um, huh. I'll say this. <laughs> Sometimes I don't like saying, um, including my fiance and certain things. But um, yes, I was talking to my fiance uh, the other day, and he said, "You just, you just try to do too much." And he's like, "You got your hands in all these different things, and you're trying to do everything in one day, and you have to learn how to." sit down and write a list and try to do things one at a time, one at a time. And I'm just like, sometimes when you just like, you some, you just, you don't want to hear those things because especially as women, I think not saying men don't struggle with that, but we as women got created us to be multi, multi um, taskers. That is who we are. We're, we are created to be able to do so many things and so many times. So it, it is hard, harder for women to slow down and start, you know, saying, oh, okay, well, let me focus on this one thing. Let me sit down and create a plan. Let me sit down and figure out how can I execute this matter? How can I execute this vision, this, um, this purpose that God has given me and see it to fruition? Because what's going to happen and what also my fiance said is what's going to happen is you want to make all these plans plans, and then nothing's going to get done because you're burning yourself out. So we have to be careful about those things, about trying to do too much at one time. Um, so what does strategize mean? And I'm sure he'll be happy that I actually... <laughs> actually retained that information. Um, so kudos to uh, Mr. Dante being new. <laughs> uh, so strategize. Strategize means to plan or create a plan or strategy for a specific reason or goal. Hey, Ash. Um, strategize again means to plan or create a plan or strategy for a specific reason or goal. So that means that we already have in mind, what were we talking about last week again, when we were talking about how we um, we self-sabotage ourselves, meaning, and then making sure that we, um, that we set plans, that we are writing things down, that we make sure that we are organized. Those, those are another key that we were talking about is that, and when you, thank you, Father, when you actually have, certain goals, God will begin to give you strategies. God will begin to let you know what his plans and what he has for you. So we we can't just, okay, once God gives you the vision, you write it down in Habakkuk 2.2, you write the vision down. Okay, now how is the vision going to come and um, come to fruition? How is it going to be manifested? And that's when you have to seek God for further instructions on how this is going to be done. Because a lot of times what happens is we get a word and we just expect it to magically appear from the sky and just, you know, oh, all of a sudden you you are a millionaire. All of a sudden you are a 14, um, Fortune 500 company. 
It doesn't just happen that way. You have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. A lot of times, especially, and I'll say, because I'm a millennial, so I can speak for millennials. A lot of times, we want things to be microwavable. We want things to be instantaneous. We want things when we want them. And a lot of times, we want we don't want to put in the work to get it done. You got all these influencers, and I'm not coming at influencers because being an influencer is a great thing, especially when you work the plan and you actually are doing the work behind the scenes to get it done. But a lot of times you got all these people that's on Instagram and all these people that want to be podcasters, all these people that want to be beauty influencers and want to have fashion lines and don't even know what it means to create a flat. They don't even know what it means to um, source fabric. And I'm speaking in place because I studied fashion in college. Not coming from a cocky place, but it's certain things when you do things, you have to do the work. You have to do the research in order to say, oh, okay, this is where I'm going with this thing. And it's saying that even if God gives you something and you are clueless about the thing, you have to go to God and say, Lord, well, send me some people. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but heavyweight Holy Spirit. Like, Lord, send me some people that know what they're talking about. Send me some people that are actually equipped in this area that can help me along this way. Yes, it's the Tammy said, go through the process. Exactly. Go through the process. Because if we don't go through the process and we try to skip steps, we're going to find ourselves with a, a nasty cake. <laughs> like, a nasty, unleveled cake. Any bakers out there? I mean, skipping steps and then wondering why the cake didn't rise. Because you just wanted to be throwing all types of measurements of ingredients inside of this cake and not following directions. And God is like, I'm giving you the directions. I'm, I'm waiting for you to seek me for directions, but you just want to do things your own way. You just want to do things on your own and expect it to come out the way I intended it to be. And God would let us go on and do it. Why? Because he's given us free will. He has given us free will in his order for us to follow his plan. That's what God wants. So, again, strategize is to plan or create a plan or strategy for a specific reason or goal. Yes, the Tammy, she said, I'm learning it. Amen. Trust me, it's still a process for me. And you guys, people that have been following this platform, you know that anytime God has given me something, it's not something that I'm an expert. I'm not an expert by any way, shape, or form. Like, God gives me something, and when I'm even processing it and even learning it in the midst of it, then I'm still learning it with you. But I'm God has given it to me so that I can share, and we are learning, and we are growing together. Why? Because we are imperfectly perfect people. We are perfected through Christ. So this is a, a ongoing, ongoing process. So don't feel like just because, you know, it hasn't happened for you yet that, you know, your time is up. As long as you still have breath in your body, it's not, a, it's not over. There's still time to grow. Every single day we need to be growing. Every single day we need to be allowing God to perfect us, allowing God to groom and mold us and shape us and make sure that we are transformed. 
every single day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Glory. Hallelujah. So let's talk about some strategy tips that can help us in this new year because we we're going to continue along this path. We are we're going to be each other's accountability partners. How about that? We're going to be each other's accountability partners because I know there are some things that God has instructed you to do. And it's going to, in order for it to come to pass, in order for us to see it to fruition, we're going to need each other to support one another to make sure that it gets done. Ensure that it gets done. Because what God was sharing with me uh, in my study time, he said in 2020, he said, I gave, I gave my children specific assignments to begin to execute this year and years to come. But the thing is, do we know where to start? Do we know where to start? So that's what we're going to get into now. We're going to get into some strategy tips. Number one. We need to seek God first. We need to seek God first. And a lot of times we belittle the the fact that we of seeking God. Some people, I mean, sometimes sometimes people can be too deep. <laughs> like, and I and I can admit sometimes I can be a little deep, but sometimes it's like, all right, especially when you have um, a certain level of relationship with God. Some some things you don't always have to, you know, get on your knees and pray about because because you have a relationship with Christ, God, you got you know God's voice, so God will speak to you at any given moment. So it's not a matter of oh, okay, you're in the middle of the grocery store, so you got to go to the bathroom right quick so you can hit your knees and pray. No, you have your your inner man, your spirit man, and so you can pray to God in the grocery aisle and talking to Him, and it could be within yourself and not out loud, and say, Lord God, how can I handle this, Father? I see somebody that you know looks like. Um, they need help. I'm, I'm a single mother or just somebody that looks like they um, are down and out and they're not smiling. And maybe they had a rough day. And Lord, is it me, me that you want to speak an encouraging word and just telling them that Jesus loves you? So just having a simple conversation with God. So it's not it's not always a matter of always getting deep about everything, but we must seek God first. We must seek God first and know that your strategies should always come from God. Your strategies need to always, always come from him, not from yourself. Why? Because he gave us the vision. God gave us the purpose. God gave us the instruction. So why should we not go to, to God first to seek him, to find out what it is that we need to do to make sure that these plans are executed? with excellence in a timely fashion. So Matthew 6, 33. Matthew 6, 33, the New King James Version. And it says, 
And it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So when we seek God, God is not just telling us to seek him, but he says when we seek him, things, he said, let me quote it correctly. It says, seek him first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, all these things shall be added to you. So everything that you go to God for, everything that you're seeking him for, everything that you're believing him for shall be added to him, added to you. Why? Because we didn't think of robbery to go to God first. The one is the creator of all things, the one who knows what is and what is to come, the one who is the Alpha and Omega, the one who is the provider, the one who it does order our steps. That is the one that we need to be going to, not our best friend. And there's nothing wrong with going to our friends for advice but not before we seek God first. Why are we going to everybody else? Why are we going to our therapist first? Why are we going to, you know, um, everybody else? We're going to people that don't even know what they're talking about, people that are in the same position that you're in. Why are we going to all these people first without seeking God? Because the thing is, answer is in him. Even if God is, is telling you to go to seek wise counsel for somebody else, how would you know who to go to if you didn't go to God first? How would you know who to go to and who's truly for you if you don't seek God first? We got to stop going to everybody else before we go to God. Let's go to Proverbs 16, verse 9. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I'm going to read from the NIV version. And it says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In their hearts, humans, Plan their course. So our heart, our mind is connected to our heart. So in our mind, in our mind, in our hearts, we are planning out the course. But the Lord establishes our steps. So in order for us to know, we can have all these plans all we want. But in order for us to know how to execute the plans, we got to go to God. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Everything we need is in him. Everything we desire is in him. So we got to go to him first. And that's leading to my next um, passage of scripture was Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And I'm going to read in the NIV version again. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So God says, I know. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. My plans to prosper you and not to harm you. My plans to give you hope in a future. God already spoke spoken in his word that he knows the plans. He knows what is, uh, lies ahead of, ahead of us. He knows what was before us. So in the times of trouble, God says, seek me. In the times, you know, when we are unclear, when we don't have understanding, God says, seek me. Because he says, I know the plans that I have for you. So in this new year, 
Let's let's start off fresh. Let's start off anew by making sure and getting in the habit of going to God in prayer for all things, for everything. And it doesn't have to be deep because a lot of times that's how you build intimacy with God. When you say, Lord, I just love you and I just want to see how you are today. Waking up first thing in the morning and say, God, I just want to worship you. I just want to thank you. Because when we create intimacy with the Father, that's when he begins to reveal more of his self, his self to us and begins to reveal more of his plans for us. Because why? Now we're, we're beginning to become um, trustworthy to God. We're becoming more trustworthy to God because now he's saying, okay, now you are, you're getting more into my face and now I can trust you with more of my word and you, you're learning more about me. And now um, when I tell you to do something, I'm seeing that you're being more obedient. I'm seeing that you're following the plans that I actually have for you. And God is saying that if we continue along that path, his plans are to prosper us for our future, for our hope. God doesn't want to see us down and out. He allows certain things to happen happen in our lives to prune us, to, to cause us to be stronger, to cause us to be wiser, to cause us to be equipped for what's the lives ahead. That's why the coronavirus was allowed, because it equipped a lot of us. A lot of us were put in a position where now where we were hustlers, especially Philly, we are natural born hustlers where anytime, you know, we don't have money, we know how to, you know, get a meal with $5 and how to survive. Like we're survivors by nature. This is the atmosphere that we grew up around. But God says, I created you to depend on me. So when a lot of us lost our jobs, we had no choice but to depend on God. God, how am I going to eat? Lord, where is my next you know, meal coming from? God, how am I going to pay my rent? Lord, how are my children going to eat? Father, what is going to happen to me next? What's going to happen to me next? Oh, Laura, <laughs> come on, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, confirmation. What is going to happen to us next? So God is saying, just come to me. We had no choice but to depend on him. We had no choice but to rely on him. So it knocked out all of our pride and knocked out all of our thinking that we can do everything alone. And God is saying, no, come to me. All who are weary. Come to me, all who are heavily burdened. Come to me. Stop trying to depend on yourself. When God is saying, I'm trying to provide for you. I'm trying to be your Lord. I'm trying to be everything you need and more. But you are hindering me from being who I am. What was the point of you accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? If you're trying to do everything on your own. What point is that? So again, we must seek God first. We are talking about some strategy, strategy tips that help us be successful this year. Listen, we are, again, we're going to be each other's accountability partners. And even, even as I'm speaking, if you want to type in the chat some things that you know for sure, if it's meant, because let's, let me, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me put a pause. If the Holy Spirit is leading you to share it, share it. Because sometimes we can't be sharing everything because it's not meant 
for everybody to know in that moment. So let me put that disclaimer out there. That's one of the points that I'm going to get to in a second. You can't share everybody God's plans because everybody's not going to be able to handle it. So putting that disclaimer out there already. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So number two, write the strategies down exactly how God gave it to you. Write it down exactly how God gave it to you. Because sometimes, and I know I'm guilty of this too, sometimes we can find ourselves, we find ourselves, you know, paraphrasing what we think God said. And, you know, when God downloads us in our spirit, then we find ourselves trying to change some things around to fit, you know, our plans to fit what we imagined was going to happen in our lives. And God is saying, no, that's not what I told you. That's not what I said was going to, what I need you to do. So when God gives you the strategies, when God gives you the vision, when he gives you the blueprint, write it down exactly how he gave it to you. Because God is a God of decency and order. He don't, he don't need our help. Let's put that out there. God doesn't need our help. So we're going to God for prayer. We're going to God for instructions. Trust and believe. He already already thought about it. We are catching up. We are catching up to the manifestations of God. Because when God spoke it, it was already done. Everything. When he created this earth, when he created it in seven days, was six days and he rested on the seventh. Everything was done. Because the word of God says, I've known you even before you were in your mother's womb. God knew us before we were in our mother's womb. It was already thought about. It was already planned out. It was already what we were going to, what our names were going to be, who our parents were going to be, what job um, we were going to have, who we we're going to marry, who, you know, who friends, what friends we we're going to have, what area we we're going to be born in, what place where we we're going to live, all of that thought about. So we are catching up to God's plans. So if God gives us the strategies, it's up to us to write them down exactly how he gave it to us. Let's go to Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter two, verse two through three. And I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. I know I read this last week, but the Message Bible just hits it a little bit differently. <laughs> like, a little bit differently, a little bit more raw. But hey, sometimes just the way the angle that God goes. So <laughs> let's just roll with it. Um, it says, and then God answered, write this, write what you see, write it out in big block letters. So that it can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. And it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time. My God, Jesus, and my Pastor Tracy's voice. My God. I was like, wow, God, what, what really stuck out to me at first was it said, write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. So God is saying, write it out to the point where 
you're going to be able to read it. You're going to be able to meditate on it. You're going to be able to have it in your spirit because when God gives us the vision, we have to make sure we are not just twiddling our thumbs. Like even if it's not meant for um, execution to take place, even if it's a mint in a season of preparation, we need to always be ready to move. Once God gives us the word, it's for us to take the necessary steps and then go to God in prayer and say, Lord, what must I do now to make sure that this process is along the way and that I am um, taking heed to what you are doing in my life? And it says on the run, means meaning that you are constantly moving, that you are constantly making progress, that you are going alone, that you are moving forward. You're not at a standstill. Delay does not mean a standstill. Delay means that, okay, it's not the right timing, but in due time, it will come. But while I am waiting, I am getting work done. While I am waiting, I am writing the instructions down. While I am waiting, waiting I am getting the research done, research done. While I am waiting, I am making sure that I'm getting the education that is necessary so that I can be successful in this area that God has given me. This is what God means by being strategic, about being intentional about his purpose. God is not dumb by any form like or way. God is so wise. He is so wise. So as his children, as his um, inherited, we are the inheritance. We are. We are the ones. So he wants to make sure that we are being wise about our actions, that we're being intentional about what God has given us to do. So make sure that you are doing it exactly how God has given it to you and not steering away from it. So next point. We're we're talking about strategy tips um, to help us in this year. Number three, don't, I mentioned that earlier. I said, hey, if you if you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to share some things that God has uh, told you to do, to keep you accountable, do that. But make sure that God is leading you to do that because we're not supposed to be telling everybody our plans, the plans that God has for us. Why? Because everybody can't handle it. And people will talk you out of fulfilling your assignment. People will talk you out of fulfilling your assignment because the thing is, the enemy does not know everything. Especially if God is telling it to us, the enemy doesn't know what's going on in our mind. He plants thoughts in our mind, but he doesn't know the thoughts that God puts in our mind. He doesn't know the thoughts that God puts in our spirit. He's clueless. The only time that he knows it is when we speak it out of our mouths. That is when he knows. So that we keep it to ourselves and we write it down and seek God about it, he's clueless of the thing. And so the enemy would do whatever because he he may not know all the details, but he know God is always up to something. And he knows that God is especially he knows the ones that God is truly using, because if we not following the enemy, <laughs> then we doing something right. So he's trying to trip us up. He's trying to deceive us and trying to use people 
to convince us that they can be trusted. So we can't tell people all of our plans, all of God's plans that he has for us. Because why? They may not understand it. They may be jealous of you. They may want want it for themselves. And they're not going to understand it. Why? Because it's not their vision to understand. It's the vision that God has for you. So you have to make sure that you go to God for peace and understanding. So let's go to Proverbs 10. Proverbs 10, verse 14. And then this is the new century version. And it says, the wise don't tell everything they know, but the foolish talk too much and are ruined. It says, the wise don't tell everything they know, but the foolish talk too much and are ruined. So God is saying, you don't just reveal, you don't reveal everything. Sometimes you got to do things in secret, you got to do things and begin, don't expose it and don't reveal it until it's time. Until, because if you do it during the planning stages, if you do it during the preparation stages, before, you know, things are already in the works and before the contracts are set and before you already bought the building and all of that, people are like, oh, well, why are you doing this? And, you know, why why you pick that name? And, you know, why did you uh, choose that route? I don't, you don't got, you don't have no education in that. And, you know, that costs too much money and this and that. And they're always going to have all this stuff to say. But if God said it's for you, it's for you. Yes, Rabbi, if God has said it's for you, it's for you. I don't care if they don't understand it. I don't care if they can't see that just because somebody that grew up in the hood and God told them that they're going to be a multi-billionaire, have a multi-billionaire business, and they kind of phantom in their mind how that is possible, how somebody who was on welfare, how somebody who grew up in the project is going to be able to listen. There are so many people who have done it. And they are of the world. So imagine what God can do for his children. Imagine what God can do for the one who are the called and are called according to his purpose. Imagine what God can do if we truly are intentional about um, advancing his kingdom and the God-given gifts that he has given us. Being strategic about his plans. So no, you can't tell everybody what God is doing for you in your life. At least not in that in that moment, but in due time, it will all be revealed. In due time, and two, because the people that you think is going to be happy for you may not be happy for you because maybe there's something they they couldn't even believe in God for a long time, and then you know you get it first, and they upset. But everybody's journey is different, so we can't get upset about that. And it's not saying that it won't happen for them, but it's just not their timing. And they shouldn't take that, take that up with you. They need to take that up with God and make sure that they are following the necessary steps to make sure that their the plans that God has for them are being executed in a timely fashion. Because if they're not doing their part, then they shouldn't be pointing blame at you. 
So be careful about sharing everything. Next point. This is one of my <laughs> problems. Don't overwhelm yourself with getting everything done at one time. Visionaries, creative people, please don't do it. When God gives you these strategies, when God tells you his plans for you, when it might be something for this year, it might be something that's going to happen five years later or whatever the case is or months from now, when God gives you that, don't try to do it all in one day. You got a day off and you just want to try to listen. I'm only speaking from a place of understanding because I get it. You just want to see things done and you don't want to feel like you're you're holding things up. But listen, just because it seems like there's a lot to do doesn't mean you have to do it by yourself. I'm going to get that into that in a second. You don't have to do it alone. God will send people your way that truly are gifted in that area so that you don't have to do it. And if, even if you are capable of doing it, but if you have people in that are going to help you, it will get done quicker. And it will get done in with excellence. So whatever you do, do not overwhelm yourself with trying to get everything done at one time. Yes, make that checklist. Because why checklists are our friends. Make that checklist. But don't try to get it. Because but they say that God, listen, God didn't create everything in one day. He didn't. Six days, six days. And he was, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And God was specific and God was intentional about how he went about creating these things. Very intentional. One day he created night and day. Another day he made, um, he formed, he formed the face of the deep. Another day he created animals and the fowls of the air. He created Another day, he created the waters and separated them. So God was strategic. So the same form of fashion that God and God didn't create everything in one day, even though he was more than capable of doing so, then why do we think that it's something that we have to do? So just slow down. I'm talking to myself, too. I, I, I constantly got to do a pep talk to myself. If it's not me or it's one of my friends telling me, girl, you're doing too much. So slow down. Take a deep breath. Breathe. It's going to get done. But you got to do it intentionally and do it with excellence. Because if you try to do it, then everything is going to be in shambles. So let's go to Matthew. Again, Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. And it says, Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but do not worry, for your heavenly father knows that you need them. 
but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. So God is saying, don't be anxious for anything. Don't go around worrying about this and that. Don't go worry about, oh God, and all these thoughts. What did we talk about last week? Make sure you write them down. Begin to get them out of your head. And then when they come down on paper, then you go to God in prayer and say, all right, Lord, I present this before you. Now, God, I need you to help me so that I can get this thing done right so that I am not overwhelmed. So that I'm not overwhelmed. Next point. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Whatever you do, don't steer off of it. Whatever plan God is giving you, stick to it. Stick to it. It's a reason why God has given us those instructions. His timing is so key. It's so vital. Don't try to understand why God is saying, okay, you need a year before you do this. And you're trying to cut it down. And well, oh, well, I, if I do this, I can cut it down in six months. No, stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. And I should have put stick to God's plan. Stick to God's plan. Let's go to Hebrews 10, 36. Hebrews 10, verse 36 in the Message Bible. And it says, This is Bible. Um, let's see. I'm just going to start from um, in the middle and 33 says, um, It says, if some enemies broke in and seized your goods, you let them go with a smile, knowing that knowing they couldn't touch your real treasure. Nothing they did bothered you. Nothing set you back. So don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing, but you need to stick it out, staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promised completion. Again, but you need to stick it out. Staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promise completion. When we stick with God's plan, we will see it to the promise completion. But when we stay, we get off of that plan, that's when we start, you know, listening to other people's ideas and we start listening to everything else and to our own ways. And then we find ourselves confused and we, it's hard for us to get back on track. So just stick to the plan and don't steer off from it. Just stick to it. Yes, I can. I read the scripture today, Lord, and I was just like, my God. Okay, Lord. <laughs> Okay, God, I hear you. Stick to the plan. I'm I'm listening loud and clear. 
Last point. Number six, we talked about teammates. We talked about accountability partners earlier. Get a team to help you with execution. Good, get a good team to help you with execution. You say, well, how do I find these people? How do I know these people are really right for me? How do these, how do I know they're really going to help me? What was our first point? Seek God first. When we go to God, He's going to give us everything. I'm telling you, God is so dope. I'm telling you, like, He He don't leave nothing out. Because again, we're we are catching up. We're catching up to his manifestations. We're catching up. So God already thought about the business plan. God already thought about the people that's supposed to help you. God already thought about what you're supposed to do. God already thought about the logo. God already thought about, you know, what it's going to take for you to obtain this promise. God already thought about if you're going to need to get your degree. God already thought about all these things. God already thought about the amount of money that you're going to need and how you're going to get it done. If you're going to need sponsors, if you're going to need donors, if you're going to need partners, God already thought about these things. So we need to go to him first. Then he's going to download into our spirit. And he's going to show us who it is. Because when it is a divine connection, glory be to God. We don't have to. We just got to be at the right place at the right time. You never know why God is sending you to that particular grocery store, why God is sending you to that particular hair store or whatever in your community. And you're like, well, God, why are you sending me this way? This is not where I usually go. And you find yourself driving that way. You find yourself walking in direction and then you bump into somebody and you don't realize why you had that connection. And then you start having a conversation with that person. And that was just exactly the answer that you needed to the, to the problem that you had. To be able to execute this great promise that God has given you. God is so intentional. So all we got to do is trust him. All we got to do is have faith and faith and believe that whatever God has given to us is going to get done. But we got to mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. And one of my sisters in the Lord, she said the other day, the hardest thing to do. The hardest thing to do is to start. The hardest thing to do, thank you, uh, MIT Crystal. I'll give her a kudos. The hardest thing to do is to start. And then when we start, the hard thing to do is to, to keep going. But whatever you do, make sure you start. Because how are you even going to get the plan done if you don't even take the necessary leap of faith to Make sure that this plan, God's plans are executed. Get the work done. Get it done. One of the things that, <laughs> that my pastor Charles says, he says, work the plan. Don't let it work you. He says, work the plan. Don't let it work you. What does that mean? When God gives you the plan, make sure you do the put in the work. Putting the work to get it done. But if you letting the, the plan work you, that means you're going to be overwhelmed. That means that you're going to feel like you can't get it done. That means that you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. That means you're so you're unfocused. You're not, you know, focusing on God. Because we are focusing on him. 
We don't have time to be looking at, you know, what everybody else is doing. Yeah, kudos to them. Give them their congratulations. But you are not jealous of what their God is doing in their life because you know that God has some things he, that he has going for you. So you don't have time to be jealous of other people. You don't have time to be um, coveting other people's things. Because you know that God's timing for you is, is about to take place. So you just got to stay focused. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all of his ways and he will direct your path. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. One of my favorites. When you trust in God, stop trying to think, do things on your own. Stop trying to understand it in your own right. Trust me. God will direct your path. God will lead you along the way. So let's go over again these strategy tips because we are going to be successful. And whatever that whatever success means for you, whatever success means for you in this season, in this year, whatever area, and it can not just be business. I am a entrepreneur, so I have a passion for entrepreneurship. But if that means it and making sure that you are um healed this year, making sure that you are whole, that you are in a uh, um a journey for wholeness, making sure that you are um, no longer broken, making sure that you are financially stable, making sure that you, um, whatever plans that it is that God has given you, whatever that means to you to be successful, we are going to be holding each other accountable. Whoever it is that's in your life, Whoever is close to in your life, they need to be um, supporting you. They, you. You need to be supporting each other because the word of God says in Proverbs 27, 17, it says iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. So you got people in your life that's not sharpening you. You got people in your life that's, that's babysitting you. People in your life that is, is literally pacifying you. And you and they you know that you're not alone doing what you're supposed to be doing. And they and they not, you know, telling you that you're not right. It's not telling you that you need to be doing things the right way. You need to check who you're around. Because those friends... They should not be um, holding you back. And you need to make sure you're not holding them back either because it says iron sharpens iron. So this is a give and take, give and take. You're adding something to their life and they're adding something to yours. So let's go over these things one more time, these tips, these strategy tips. Number one, seek God first. Know that your strategy should always come from God. No matter what, they should always come from God, no matter what. Number two, write the strategies down exactly how God gave it to you. And don't don't try to paraphrase it exactly how he gave it to you. Number three, don't tell everybody the plans God has for you. Everybody's not meant is not meant to know in that moment. God will tell you to reveal it in due time. Number four, don't over overwhelm yourself with getting everything done at one time. It will happen in due time, in God's timing. Number five, stick to the plan and don't stick to God's plan. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And don't steer off from it. And number six, get a team to help you with execution. Get a team to help you with execution. 
So I pray that you guys were encouraged and uplifted tonight. I pray that God is doing some wonderful things in your lives and that you are truly excited because I know, you know, as a visionary, as a creative person, you can sometimes be so excited about, you know, when you get a, a prophetic word or a rainbow word or whatever um, that's over your life, especially in the beginning of the year, and you just want to make sure you just want to take off running. But we got to do this thing the right way. We got to do it the right way. If you want to truly see it come to pass the way God has um, created it to be. So we got to be intentional. We got to be strategic about this thing. And know that God, oh, Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, save the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans for, for your hope and your future. So God wants to see us successful. God wants to see us prosperous. But we got to include him in this thing. We can't be, you know, sitting up here trying to do everything on our own. God knows what's best. I love you too, sis. Uh, awesome, Melissa. I'm glad it was helpful. Trust me, it was helpful to me too. And I'm definitely going back and reading this and listening to it again to be beneficial for myself as well. So I'm I'm more than grateful that it's helpful to you. So let's um let's continue to keep this year um in prayer, this 2021 year in prayer, and that God continues to to help us along this path. And even though there are a lot of things happening in this world, but God is still sovereign. God is still in control. Um, so I just want to encourage you guys that don't don't stop doing um, what you're doing, especially if um, you know that you are along the right path. And um, don't feel discouraged if you make a mistake because you all you need to do is repent, get back up and try again. Get back up and try again because we all fall short of God's glory. So before I go, I do want to offer the gift of salvation to somebody as you are watching this podcast. And you know that you this year, that you know that you, something's been missing in your life and you, you want to start afresh. You creating New Year's resolutions and creating all these goals, but nothing is adding up. And it seems like, you know, everything's just beginning is beginning to be the same and you're like, no, I, I know something is missing and I, I'm not happy and I don't have a joy in my life. And, you know, I'm seeing how they can just talk about, you know, being so happy and just being one, having the a fresh mind about being successful. And I want that. I want that connection. And the only way to do that is have a connection with Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. And no man will come into the Father who is God, but through him. So if you want a connection with God, you got to go through his son, Jesus Christ. And it's one way, and it's accepting him as your Lord and your Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you're ready to have a relationship with him, because this is not a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. So I encourage you to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need you in my life. So Jesus, I ask that you forgive me, wash me and make me whole. Forgive me of all my wrongdoings, all my sins. I believe in my heart and I confess in my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. 
You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I can have life eternally. So thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I surrender myself unto you and I will serve you all the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that wonderful prayer of salvation, salvation, welcome back. Welcome into the body of Christ, excuse me. Welcome into the body of Christ. Jesus loves you and he cares. This is a fresh new start for you. All those old things are behind you. Behold, all things are new in your life. This is your new, this is your new year. You are now a new creature, a now new creation before God. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Glory. Hallelujah. Angels are rejoicing for your soul right now. To God be the glory. For those of you that may have had a relationship with Jesus at some point in time, but you allowed yourself to step away from the things of God, whatever has taken place and whatever disappointments that you have faced and maybe you've been broken, maybe you have faced hardship and you thought that God, you know, left you behind. You thought that, um, that God, you know, forgot who you are, but the word of God says, I will never, God said, I will never leave you or forsake you. God is always there. And he reassures us all the time that he is always there. So know that and know that if you still have breath in your body, it's still another, we still have another chance now to get it right. We have another chance. So if you're ready to put your pride aside and you know that God has been calling your name to come back to him, I encourage you to say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you. I know without a shadow of doubt that I need you back in my life. I tried to do this thing on my own, but God, I failed. So God, I ask that you come back into my life. Jesus, I ask that you be my Lord and Savior once again. I already know who you are. I already know what you did just for me. For forgive me. Again, wash me again, renew me again. And I will commit myself to you right now to serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And welcome back. Welcome back. Glory, glory, glory. Welcome back. Hallelujah. What a way to come back in this fresh new year. Glory be to God. So I love you guys so much. I pray that you continue to be encouraged and uplifted. Uh, make sure that, again, that you go to I Am Imperfectly Perfect's Facebook page um, at I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated. We are also on Instagram, I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect. If you want to keep up with any of our uh, podcasts, weekly podcasts on Tuesday nights, and we have a new timing at 6 p.m., at least for now, because I am going to be in school, <laughs> so school of the word. So I want to make sure that I uh, make sure that I govern myself accordingly with that. And I thank you guys for rocking out with me every single week. And um, I pray that you continue to be encouraged and uplifted. Make sure you also follow our podcast platforms. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public. Um, all of those podcast platforms, whichever is your favorite, we are on it. So make sure you listen out, make sure you spread the word and make sure that you um, are continuing to keep this world 
in prayer, all of the chaos is happening. Remember, God is still in control. No matter what's happening, keep the faith. Continually to pray without ceasing. I love you guys so much. I pray that you continually to being, oh, well, awesome, Melissa. I'm continuing to keep you in prayer for um, school next week. I pray that God continues to cover and keep you for that. So until next week, I'm um, Perfectly Perfect Live. I will see you guys later. Have a wonderful night.